0: Be honest I was like very close to you know calling it quits you know? I just
1: I never told my wife that but I was like I was okay with it. It's another major championship week ladies and gents the USPGA is upon us the 105th uspga or pga as they call it in the states we'll maybe get into a little bit about that in terms of is it uspga is it the pga because let's face it we talk about it every single year why should this one be any different all coming up on today's episode of the Bunkered podcast in association with callaway hello thanks for tuning in michael McEwen here pleasure to have your company as it always is Big, big, big week for golf, the second men's major of the year. This time next week, we'll be halfway done. That's a sobering thought. But then again, it's almost Christmas after that. (laughs) That's the bright side. Every cloud, Bryce Ritchie, bunker Editor, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm fine,
0: how are you? I'm good. Go on. What? Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, it wasn't a great weekend.
1: Oh, right, 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 yes.
0: I thought it was a. <laughs> I thought it was a poor performance.
1: And in case uh, you're unsure, Bryce is talking about the Rangers Celtic. Oh right. what are you talking about? <laughs> we'll come to Eurovision in a second. <laughs> yeah. I had completely forgotten all about that. You no know, Rangers yeah. Celtic. Yeah, look, I'm not going to dwell on it because I get grief for only talking about Rangers when we win and not when we don't. It was a win, great to beat yous, but you're probably still going to get a treble. So. Let's uh, just draw a line underneath it and move on to the next season, shall we?
0: I did have a slight worry about the future of uh, the young Celtic TV uh, presenter who had the tough job of interviewing Ange Postecoglou on the pitch, on t- you know trackside at uh, Ibrox. <laughs> After the game. <laughs> After the game. Oh dear. I thought, thought you've got major cahoons if you're going to ask him another question. The interview only lasts about a minute and a half and I thought that poor lad's going to get...
1: He probably spent most of Saturday yeah, afternoon
0: in the, in and the, in the, the, like the fetal position, uh-huh. rocking yeah, back yeah. and forward. Ange did not look very happy.
1: No, as you wouldn't be. But those, you move on Eurovision. I missed it, by the way, because I was out celebrating. Yeah, but <laughs> what, what was it like?
0: Genuinely, hilariously bad. And I'm not joking. The song quality was beyond terrible. I don't know why Eurovision's become a complete farce. Because the songs are just dreadful. And at the UK entry, it does help if, you know, if, if she's very pretty, that's great. And if she can dance, that's even better. But it's kind of important that she's able to sing. Well, she can, uh, just It's awful, a singing contest. Absolutely all. dreadful. So we deserved, I think we were second last. I, I, I saw that, yeah, appalling. UK
1: second last out, what's 24 out of 25 yeah. or something
0: like that? Uh, and, and the that's upside, bad. I think the production value of the whole thing quite entertaining. I like Eurovision once a year, it's great. But it is also, it's great, but it's also complete drivel Who won? I've missed all this Sweden Oh, right okay. She was the favourite, I think and Another the song,
1: Swedish winner of Eurovision, shock yeah. horror
0: The song was complete dirge Was it? Just like, it was. it I don't even know if it was a song, it was awful But there you go, it's a good laugh
1: I did see Israel on social media, that got shared quite a lot
0: Should've won Really? Oh, a really good song
1: well, That was the best one? Yeah, I can't remember the song, but I know what it looked like <laughs> You're a bad, bad man Same with Poland Alright, I'll look that up after this Yeah So, Eurovision Brilliant Yeah, that was that Okay I. So, how are you, you going to
0: get that link? How are you going to get a nice You like your link So are you yep. get a link from Eurovision To the PGA Championship?
1: I don't know The main thing is that we're both singing from the same song sheet So <laughs> Nope, that's not well, working that's not either. One nope. <laughs> Sweden, great win for Sweden. Obviously, a Swede won on the DP World Tour yesterday. <laughs> Fantastic win for for your man. And very nearly won on the PGA Tour as well. Vincent Norman with two Rs. Almost won there, so... It could have been an even better weekend for Sweden, leading into a huge week potentially <laughs> for the world of golf. How's that for a tenuous life? That's league? all right. Is that okay? So we're
0: getting there. Acceptable.
1: <sighs> Let's go to the US PGA Championship and just preview that. Saw the links. Yeah. As I mentioned at the top, Bryce, second men's major of the season. PGA is it PGA or US PGA? Where do you stand on this completely meaningless point that gets people very upset? When it's in the magazine, it's the US PGA.
0: When we're doing a podcast, it's PGA. So we'll just call it the PGA.
1: I've seen people saying, well, you know, it's not the PGA. The PGA is the one that's played at Wentworth. Nah, because he would refer
0: to that as the BMW. Because of the title yeah. sponsor. And they're both they're both PGA's of their what, region.
1: What so. happens when BMW aren't the sponsor anymore?
0: It'll be the other spot. It'll be the DP PGA. <laughs> the Farm
1: Foods. You're going to call it? Yeah, the Farm Foods on at Wentworth this weekend.
0: Aye, listen, we want Keith Pelley on this podcast again. Careful. Farm foods are good. They spend a lot of money in golf. I know, but they're not the headline (laughs) sponsor of the flagship tournament. Okay, so the Deutsche
1: Bank. Actually, they might just call it that. Yeah, yeah. the Deutsche Bank, So, right, PGA. Pretty low-key build-up, to be completely honest. You and I spoke about this tail end of last week when we were putting the latest edition of the mag to print. Didn't feel much at that point, Thursday, Friday, like a major was right around the corner. Even today, Monday morning, I don't have major vibes. And I can't decide if this is just... Uh, if it's just to do with circumstances this year Or if this is part of the PGA's bigger problem around its identity like It's a mix
0: of everything isn't it It's also the date change I, You said last week you like the, the old mm. August date I, I like that as well I remember when Harrington won the PGA That was about 12 years ago or something. 2008 Yeah, yeah it's 15 years ago now I, oh god I remember back then The PGA was a big deal mm-hmm. like That was a big win for him I just think that now it's, when you move it about, it immediately says something about the stature of the tournament. I don't think big events like to change their date. They like them locked in, but they were prepared to do that. I don't
1: think really they had much choice. Well, the the PGA Tour, once again, for those at the back, they're not the same. PGA Tour, PGA America, different organisations. When they come in, they flex their muscles and they say, our biggest sponsor, FedEx, wants to have their playoffs here. They're going to spend money with us and you're in the way. The PGA of America, I don't know if it was the case that they didn't have much of a leg to stand on or if they just buckled and said, all right, fine. Or if they going to be us a sweetener well, to get think, out of the way.
0: I think there was maybe, I think there was maybe a, uh, the influence of the Ryder Cup at that point because the PGA was happening at a very important time with the FedEx and the Ryder Cup was only, what? At at sometimes five weeks away And there was uh, was still the Tour Championship and so on So yeah, a bit messy But anyway Identity crisis, I think is where we're at with the PGA It's not, it's also Listen, it's also not been hugely beneficial to the tournament When Tiger skips a lot of them You know, he always tends to dodge the PGA And he's not going to be there this year I think if Tiger was involved this week There would be build-up And this is what it's going to be like When Tiger's not involved You know, it's just... Completely different it, it does not increase the excitement When he's not involved It's mm. just there's something missing I think if Tiger was involved this week We would be a wee, a wee bit more Interested, not saying that we're not interested a, There would a be a wee bit more palpable Excitement, you would have had talk About it last week, he would be on the Grounds hitting shots like we
1: were getting At Augusta and so on What you're describing there to me, sorry to jump Across you but that sounds like any Other PGA Tour event you know, the US Open, the Open, the Masters, they don't need Tiger Woods' involvement to create buzz and excitement. And Yeah,
0: maybe you're right. You but know, I, other
1: PGA Tour events when Tiger plays, it's like, Tiger's playing this week.
0: Yeah, but I do think it would help the,
1: help the stature of the tournament if he was playing. So what's the problem with the, the PGA when you think? Why, why is it not on the same plane as the other three? What, what's the issue? It's just... It's, the, it's
0: always been the odd one out You know, it used to be a match play tournament years ago It's just
1: It's not as know. big a
0: deal just, Yeah, I mean, it's not There's no disrespect, it, Tiger still counts it And he's 15, yeah, of course, yeah. you know, he's not going to take them off You'd rather win it than not Yeah, if you're asking any golfer in the world, I'd rather, rather win The PGA than the players mm-hmm. It's just, I do think it gets a hard time When, when people like us Discuss it mm-hmm. more often than not And I don't think that helps it, to be honest But you know, it's, it's a worthy debate,
1: though, isn't it? Yeah.
0: It's just would you rather things. win the... This is the age-old question. This is the hypothetical. <laughs> yes. Would you rather
1: win 10 PGA Tour events or one PGA? Spot on. Give me a PGA all day of the week. I'm with you on that. I, I've, I've seen a number of people over the years, as recently as last week, saying i would rather have 10 PGA Tour titles. Yeah. I'm like, mm, how many PGA Tour titles did Jack Nicholas win? How many PGA Tour titles did Tom Watson win? How many did Arnold Palmer win? You're remembered, rightly or wrongly, for your major wins. And I'd rather have one of those in my bracket than not. No, I agree. Oak Hill, that's the venue for this week. Tell me, what do you know about it?
0: I'll have to put my hands up and say I've not done any research about (laughs) Oak Hill. Nothing. Can't, to be honest, can't picture a hole. Mm -hmm. And that's no disrespect to the course. I just haven't delved into it. I will this week.
1: And I probably should have done for this to... Tournament, but no, I don't know anything about it. So I think the last time it hosted the PGA was 2013. Jason Duffner won. F- for me, that wasn't a very that, memorable. Uh, one, well, anyway. you're, you're being kind. That was one of the most miserable major championships <laughs> I can remember.
0: Genuinely, I do
1: remember. I remember that. That was that was a, a dirge week. So prior to that, it looks like it goes there every ten years. Prior to that was 2003. Sean McKeel winning, holding off Chad Campbell. Chad Campbell, frankly, should. Yeah, that that. that mm-hmm. wasn't particularly good. But I'm with you. I mean, there's, I think that Oak Hill is a largely forgettable course. And I say that having forgotten most things about it. But what I do know is that there was an awful lot of criticism about too many trees and sight lines being ruined by trees just being allowed to grow. And seemingly they've taken out a huge number of the trees. So it's going to be a bit more of an open layout, open with a small O before mm-hmm. anyone jumps in. It's going to be a bit more of an open layout than it's been in previous years. So I I think we're going to see what looks and feels like a totally different golf course. I know Rory McIlroy's been really, really complimentary about the changes that they've made. We'll do, you know the, do you know the problem
0: why none of us can really man- remember that much about the golf course? is That is part of the issue with a PGA. That it has no identifiable golf course. You think about the open, you immediately... Picture, you know, golden. You immediately think of what Peter Dawson dreams of at night: (laughs) golden, dusty, dusty, sandy fairways and burnt to a crisp, burnt green edges, solid firm greens, white bunkers, and you can't walk. You you walk on the tee. You can't tell what's part of the tee and what's part of the you know runoff areas (laughs) and all that stuff. And you know, you've got Augusta, everything about Augusta. And then you've got U.S. Open, tight fairways, thick, lush green grass, red flags, thick, lush green grass around the greens that you can't get anything out of. You know, deep bunkers, silly bunkers, crazy long par threes at two hundred and eighty three yards. <laughs> Are
1: you just into the wind uphill? Into,
0: into the wind uphill in the rain, <laughs> uh, with you know a USGA official standing there of going to give me a shotgun, all that stuff. Because <laughs> it comes to the PGA. I, what's, identi- what's an identifiable PGA golf course?
1: There's only really one that springs to mind is Kiowa But I don't think it's like any of the other courses no. that host the PGA Then you've got things like Valhalla, Oakland Hills, Southern Hills last year Which by the way I thought was pretty dreadful Wasn't a fan of the golf course And it's so forgettable That that's, That is part of the problem for the PGA, you're quite right Is that the courses it visits, whilst they are big names within that circle Within the PGA of America They think of them as big names They don't really transcend and capture the imagination no, of most golfers. and
0: this is why the USGA and the PGA To go down a niche rabbit hole oh, here of we debate go. Is that they, they fight over venues mm-hmm. You know, that's why if you look at some of the venues if You go on the USGA's venue list It goes up to like 2050 They're locked in for a locked very good in reason Because they, they want, they know They don't want that taken off That's why, you know, PGA had What was it? Whistling streets? Yes. Whistling straits, and that's why they get the locked in with Ryder Cup like twenty years in advance and so on. So the venue is an issue, and maybe one of the discussions to be had is that the PGA finds a venue that's really great and just says, Can we come here every year?
1: Really? Yeah. Go to one course. Yeah, totally change the whole makeup of the PGA. I know where that would be. That would be PGA Frisco, because they're moving to their new yeah. premises and that would, s- them, that would make sense. Yeah, just take it to PGA Frisco and yeah. that becomes the, the And base. it becomes
0: identifiable. Because there's just something about... It's not a bad shout. Eventually we'll talk about this actual tournament <laughs> in a minute, once we've got this crap out of the way. But there is something about the
1: PGA that just doesn't quite... I don't know, it just doesn't sit. Yeah, Tiger Woods has previously called Oak Hill the hardest, fairest golf course he's ever played. I can't decide if that's a compliment or an insult because it sounds a bit like both. Mm. We will see... There are 18 live golfers in the field this Straight away. Straight into live. Mm-hmm.
0: Can't resist, can you?
1: Sh- one for every you're hole. You're a paid shill. Can't
0: resist. <laughs> terrorist, terrorist pig, thank terrorist you. Terrorist
1: pig. Terrorist pig. 18 live golfers, one for every hole. Should maybe consider doing a shotgun start. What are you expecting from the live players this week, bearing in mind what you said ahead of the Masters and then bearing in mind what happened at the Masters? Well,
0: World. absolutely nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: no, uh, I think we have to I'm speaking for myself really Even when I'm saying we I think we have to accept that What happened to the Masters Is most likely not a fluke mm-hmm. So I'm expecting them to contend I'll be very, very interested To see how Phil does Because technically this is his First opportunity at defence Even though he didn't play last year This is the first time he's played in the PGA right. since he won it He's been playing okay, he turned up at Augusta, I thought he was sensational at Augusta, genuinely sensational. If you looked at him over the weekend,
1: you got to say the guy, the guy looks great. He played like 32-year-old Phil, not 52-year-old yeah. Phil, it was brilliant, He's really so look, much fun to watch. He's
0: really looking after himself, mm-hmm. he looks fantastic, you have to say it, It's just in. I hope my stomach looks
1: like that when I'm that age. You can read more about how Phil got into the shape of his life at the ripe old age or ripe young age of 52 on the Bunkered website. Our man, Ben Parsons, caught up with Sean Cochran, who's the guy that has put Phil through his paces and has got him looking like he yeah. is. So there's more than that on uk. But you're quite right. I suppose in Phil's head, this whether you would say it out loud, he'll be treating this like the title defence.
0: Yeah, and I'm... Uh, I'm excited to see what he does. I'll be interested to see Bryson. He's out this morning in the official World Golf Rankings as number 214. (laughs) For a guy that was meant to be forcing the USG and the RNA to change a few rules, (laughs) probably got Augusta heavily worried. Number 214 in the world. Interested to see what he does very interested, I think there's a lot, there's a lot on Bryson, You can't just, you can't turn up in these tournaments and not, not figure it at all, because it, it, it's getting a bit weird now, mm-hmm. but I think live golfers, back to the original point, I expect him to put in a show, and I, I, you know, Cam Smith was a bit unlucky at the weekend, I expect him to
1: do something He's been pretty playing pretty well the past few, plus, I was going past few weeks, past few live events, he's been playing very well indeed. On Bryson, you're quite right. Think back to two years ago when him and Brooks, the whole thing kicked off at the PG at Kewa. He was the biggest noise in the game and now he makes about as much noise as a goldfish's fart. So he's uh, it's amazing how much he's just disappeared. He's he's just not a factor anymore, he's not well, relevant. That's it. He's, he's
0: he's not talked of. You know, he's not he's not in the bookies radar at mm-hmm. all. I think he was a hundred to one for the Masters. It's weird but it actually saddens me because i thought oh, yeah. he, he he put golf on the map people were talking about golf the guy was being interviewed in GQ and things like that and all the fitness mags were talking to him and it became a big deal people were he, he, i know it sounds really sad but he sort of became a viral subject in golf and He's not now. Yeah,
1: people who didn't follow golf
0: knew of Bryson DeChambeau, yeah. and that—that's rare. That's very rare. That's rare. There's only a few golfers that get there. You get Phil Mickelson, Tiger, Rory. You know, I, I don't see people talking about you know. Don't see them talking of... about
1: Brooks or DJ no. or anything not like really. that. No, not really.
0: No, but they yeah. were talking about Bryson. So it's a bit of a massive fall. I, the other thing is I can't work out whether he's that devastated about it.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. Very sad. Sad is the word actually. Seth Waugh the chief of the PG of America. So this is his big week. It's his organization's big week. And he started it off on a very surprising foot, I think. He did an interview with The Times over the weekend in which he took multiple swipes at Live Golf. He said, I don't think division is good for the game. Hopefully it's good for those individuals that have made whatever decisions they have, but the game has moved on. It's amplified those who have stayed And the ones who have left have largely disappeared from the landscape. Well, Bryson being the case in point. He went on to have a few pops at the format of live. Their logic about the team play being something significant that people can get behind, I think is flawed. He said, I don't think people really care about it. And I don't see how it's a survivable business model. They can fund it for as long as they want to. But no matter how much money you have, at some point, burning it doesn't feel very good. Make some good points I, I think points that we would Completely agree with yeah. But it's What a way to start Your week in the spotlight Yeah I, I
0: it's a Fair play to the guy But I actually You know I actually don't disagree With a lot of what he's saying However if I was the, P, the, the Head of the PJ
1: in America I'm not, not sure I would be saying it Because you're kind of shown your hand well, we spoke about this before, didn't we? I think even as recently as last week about the need for those organisations to sit above yeah. the
0: noise. And and this is the thing. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the thing. If uh, if you don't think it's going to work, if you're throwing that m- m- amount of money at it and you think they're just burning it at the end, if the players have disappeared and the players that have stayed are elevated, what are you worried about? Yeah. It's very interesting that it appears the US, it's the US bodies that are outwardly against it.
1: You know, and, um, yeah, that says a lot, doesn't it? It certainly does. It's interesting that this is Monday morning, obviously, as we record. Seth Watt is going to be doing a presser himself on Tuesday. We now know what it's going to be dominated by. I think he's, was it last year, again, at the, it was either USPG or US Open, Brooks, before he moved to Live took Umbrage at being asked a lot of questions about Liv, saying that it was casting a shadow on the tournament. Seth Warnow can't back that away. He can't make the same claim because he's invited it by coming out and saying the things that he said. I, I I find it weird when people who are that, or occupy positions of authority like that in the game. That's a huge job. I mean, he's he's in charge of Sab- however many tens of thousands of club professionals... It's- It's It's the biggest job for PGA professionals in
0: America. Absolutely huge. And they make no bones about it, they've got a lot of money in the PGA of America. A lot of money. Now, if you're running your biggest event of the year, why would you set fire (laughs) to your tournament the day before you're meant to address the press? Why would you do that? Surely you're meant to be talking about how great your tournament is, the players, the field. They've always potentially had the strongest field. Why would you do that? It just seems because that, that press conference is now going to be a fight
1: Yeah, It's going to
0: be negative
1: Well the focus be... isn't on what he would want the focus to be it. on And that's and that's very strange Which seems like a tactical blunder I just think it's amazing when people in, in those positions Occupying a seat on the board of the official World Golf Rankings Say these things Anyway, let's look at some of the, the runners and riders, Bryce We'll start with, sod it, let's start with Rory What a surprise yeah, Why straight to Rory? Well, yeah, he's my boy. I know he is. The wait continues. Will we still be talking about a drought this time next Monday? Yes or no? Oh, listen, I have absolutely no idea. What an unfair question! I can't believe you've asked me that. What do you think? I think that Rory will not win this week. But, and this is a very important but, of all the four majors, this is the one that Rory has the best record in. Yeah. You know, for all the talk of, well, the master suits him, and it gets the Open, and it's a level playing field, and blah, 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 blah. He's done well at this event. Rory has an exceptional record at the PGA. He hasn't just won it, he's, he's obviously won it twice, but he's played 14 editions of it. He's made the cut 13 times. He's finished inside the top 10 each of his last four starts, and has been in the top 10 in nine of his 14 appearances. Yeah, that's half-decent. It's not bad. Listen, he's had what you would describe as a mixed
0: bag year. (laughs) He's been brilliant at times. People forget that. Rory, at this point in the season, I'll not say year, but in the season, has been sensational at times. Genuinely fantastic. It's too easy to sit and criticise Rory, and many people will, and they're uninformed. When you think back to weeks and weeks ago, we were talking about, what can Rory do at the Masters? We're getting so excited because his form was just outrageously mm. good. But he's also had some failures. He's missed two of his last, some of his last, uh, last four events, he's missed, a cut. he's missed a cut at the players, missed a cut at the Masters, but he's won as well. And he's he's actually, despite the the sort of the, the blips, I would suppose you would call them, his stats are still pretty good. It's not as if he's playing horrific golf. His actual stats are not too bad. He's having bad weeks, not he's a ha- bad season. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm not looking at Rory thinking he's not got a hope in hell. Yeah. R- Rory has a chance. If Rory gets his finger out and plays, plays some good golf, Rory's good golf is vastly superior to 70-80% of that field. Wouldn't surprise me if he contended whatsoever. Do I expect it? No. Because... I genuinely think, and I'm not saying this is a choke thing about Rory, but I genuinely think there are times where Rory just doesn't deal with the pressure very well. The way he puts himself in the spotlight, the things he says, how he goes about his business, I just don't think he deals with the pressure very well. If he could sort that, I think Rory would almost be unstoppable. But these are parts of like top-tier sport, and he's just not figured that out yet. And it sounds strange for a guy his age has experienced. And who's a lot won four times. So yeah. yeah. But I just think it's sitting there in the mm-hmm. background And it affects them
1: Yeah, I think the fact that, as I alluded to earlier That the PGA is more like a regular PGA Tour event Than anything else I think that's partly why this suits them More than the other three major championships Because it's a week-to-week test It's not like the They don't play lunch courses every week, as we know They don't play tricked-up courses Like the US Open courses The Masters is completely unique This, the PGA He sees this type of setup by and large, most weeks of the year. So I'm trying to temper my own expectations because it's easy to look at that. It's easy to look at his record and go, yeah, you know what, Rory should and could win this week. Both of those things are true. I just don't have those feelings about it. I'd love to be wrong. I think a a drought that's going on very nearly, very nearly 10 years, the, Ten, I mean, the, the best years of his career haven't produced Major that, Championship
0: that's it. wins he, he's, he has gone through the Peaked stage and not benefited From it, mm-hmm. he's played his best golf At the time where all golfers peak Between the age of 28 and 34 And he's picked up nothing Yeah, And that's, that's A sore one, I'll tell you what though, if he wins This week, what a summer we've got mm-hmm. Because we're going to come to Two guys who are playing exceptional golf And are fighting each other it would be nice to have a third wheel in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. It would. So the first of those, John Ram, Masters champion, <sighs> world number one, Bryce. Is he the favourite? Should he be the favourite?
0: No, I technically, I think the stats, the consistency, would suggest that that Scheffler is the favourite. I'd agree with that. Scheffler's um, playing more consistent golf, I would say. But Ram has won more. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, neck and neck there. They're pretty. It's actually fascinating, you know. Scheffler's got two wins. Rams get four. Rams get eight top tens. Sheffler's get nine. Rams world number one, number one in on FedEx. Scheffler's world number two, number two in FedEx. You know, you go through all the stats. They're not that different. Scheffler is, I think, more reliable in the moment, and I think his scoring would suggest otherwise. It uh, would suggest that. I just think that. It might come down to might come down to putting, and I think John Ram's a better putter. Mm-hmm. This sounds crazy for a guy who's is that good. His putting's not that great. He's not an exceptional putter. I do think Ram is better.
1: Yeah. in that sense, and those high pressured moments as well.
0: Yeah. So I am. Um, I do. It's funny. I do think the way the stats go and so on and so forth. It probably, I think some of the bookies might have Scheffler as favourite. But I
1: th- I think it has to be Ram. Mm-hmm. You look at Scheffler's last thirteen worldwide starts. Nothing worse than tied twelfth. Yeah, in thirteen events, tied third, tied ninth, second, tied seventh, tied eleventh, one, tied twelfth, tied fourth, one fourth, tied tenth, tied eleventh, tied fifth. That is extraordinarily good golf, and. <laughs> This is going to sound ridiculous. Feels like he's coming into the week flying a little bit under the radar. Scheffler, yeah, yeah, he's the best player in the world off the tee.
0: He's the best player in the world tee to green. He's the best player in the world from the middle of the fairway. It's hard to look against that, but you cannot ignore John Ram's heart mm-hmm. and he and his fight. I think we all we all say that you can't forget. You know, he's the way he started at Augusta in that first hole. That says a lot about John Ram. Yeah. It says a lot about his maturity, the way he's changed. He's the man. Look at
1: Ram's record in the PGA. He has played it six times, made five cuts. Since his debut in 2017, he's gone tied 58th, tied 4th, cut, tied 13th, tied 8th, and tied 48th. That tied 4th in 2018, that's his best finish. I'm, I'm struggling, though, to remember John Ram ever contending in a PGA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, mind you, he's only been playing
0: playing in the last five years. or so. Yeah. it's mental.
1: Be interesting. I I do tend to agree with you. I think Scheffler's the more consistent player. All logic would point to Scheffler finishing ahead of Ram this week, but Ram has the, the things. things. Yeah, the, Ram has the things that stats don't measure—the intangibles. So I am leaning more towards him if I'm honest. Jordan Spieth. History as ever awaits. It's funny, we don't really have the same chat about Jordan Speeth going for the career Grand Slam as we do about Rory going for the career Grand Slam. I don't know if that's why that is. Well, is it because we're European and are closer to Rory? Is it because there's the huge build up between the end of the Open and the start of the the major season with the Masters? Rory has that eight month window where it's all about him. Speeth then gets the dregs for the next four weeks. Those are a couple of possibilities. What do you think the reason is? Is it
0: because his Grand Slam involves completing the career Grand Slam at the PGA? That's also a
1: big part of it. Yeah. No, that, that that could be it. That could be it. I would love to see it. Yeah. I think it would be great. I think it will happen as well. But I'm, I think there's more chance. I can't believe I'm about to say this. I'm actually almost tempted not to. But I more chance of Rory
0: doing it first.
1: No, I think there's more chance of Jordan Spieth doing it than there is of Rory doing it. Yeah. There's part of me that wonders if Rory will ever do it. Yeah. But, but so I haven't. have total belief that Jordan Spieth will win a PGA. Listen, Jordan Spieth's
0: got to come out this week and play his best golf for a very, very long time. A very, very long time. You can't discount. It's very easy now to look at these majors and just think about what's on the PGA Tour and what's happening. Yeah. As we know from the Masters, there's a whole world of you know 10, 15 other guys out there that are wanting a piece of it as well. And where I, I was guilty of that before the Masters to think, well, these guys are just sorry shotgun parties, party holes, and drinking on a Tuesday night at a party and then putting it all on Instagram and suddenly turning up at Gus and thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to win the Green Jacket. Are you saying you underestimate? Well, oh, absolutely, price? Uh, absolutely. But it's it's different now. Yeah. And I I, I just think Spieth is. I think a PGA is just too far ahead of him right now. I, I don't think he's playing particularly well. Sometimes when he has played well, he's put in some horror holes, some massive mistakes. I think his putting's dodgy. I think his Jordan Speeth putting under pressure is dodgy. Mm-hmm. And he, I know we went from the guy used to hold everything in sight, but he doesn't.
1: You know, He, he, he looked like he couldn't miss. Now he looks sometimes like yeah, he can't make.
0: His stroke looks effy to me. Mm-hmm. And I,
1: I don't think a stroke like that is going to get you much... Result He's only won twice in the PGA Tour Since he won the Open in 2017 yeah. That was the 2021 Texas Open And the RBC Heritage last year But remember he had a
0: massive slump yep. Where people were saying This guy is finished And yep. then he came back And he, he
1: played a lot of good golf But you've got to get it done Yeah, And he's not done that very often So this will be attempt number 6 at Completing the career Grand Slam He's gone tied 12th Tied 3rd Tied 71st, tied 30th, tied 34th. What we're seeing there is that the US PGA, sorry, 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 PGA, suits Jordan Spieth to a point. He'll make cuts, but he doesn't really contend. His best finish there, I mean, yeah, it was second on his third start. That was in 2015 when he was unplayable that year. I mean, God, you think about it, he was about three shots away from... Winning the Grand Slam The calendar year Grand ah, Slam It was just exceptional Unreal But hasn't really Factored since number of reasons I guess This week he's got the Added complication Of an injury He might not even play Yeah Pulled out of the The and t Byron Nelson Last week And People can Look at that Any number of ways Superficially And just go Oh well you know He's just easing up Resting before the Before the big week Next week The biggest week of his year No AT&T is his biggest sponsor, and that event was taking place in his hometown. If there is one event that Jordan Spieth that won't one. miss, yeah, it's yeah. that one. Can a 50%, 60%, 70% Jordan Spieth win the PGA? No. No, no.
0: I'm loath to say not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Good save. Good <laughs> save.
1: But no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think so Categorically I'm not asking you to show your pod of a merit hand here But categorically Jordan Spieth will not be winning this week In yeah, your mind I don't see it Okay, His pal Justin Thomas is the defending champ We spoke about this last week though Not a huge amount of form But of all the majors again This would be the one that appears to suit him He has won it twice Yeah, It means uh, more to him I think because yeah, of his family as well Yeah
0: and You know his dad's heavily involved in the PGA in America uh, Long time teaching professional yeah, Justin Thomas is going to have to turn up at some point this season. I don't think he's played particularly well, but he's not having a—he's not having a massive slump. I wouldn't say no. it's not a Spieth type slump. So, someone will come out of the pack. And I know we haven't talked about guys like Fino, you know, Cam Smith. We haven't talked about Mickelson. Should we talk about Mickelson? Probably not. The guy is—it it would be—he'd be making history again. But we're talking about him just being involved. You know, there are a few players out there. You know, then you've got, like, you know, Jason Day.
1: Oh, you're straight into the outside bets. You're just well, skipping past it. Justin but Thomas. I, but I'm
0: not even sure. I'm not even sure Jason Day would be seen as an outside bet. Jason Day's in form. know, yeah. he's played pretty good golf. There's one outside bet that I'm loving the look of, but as in each way. But I, I, I do think Justin will be involved. in. Uh, he should be involved. You know, these are weeks where this... Justin Thomas needs to turn up mm-hmm. and I think too often He's played too, too little Of what we know he's capable of mm-hmm.
1: He's played beneath himself a Yeah
0: lot, and it? I think he just needs to It'd be good to see you back this week But Who's your each way That you're all excited about I'm telling you Ricky Fowler Ricky Fowler has got Oh how single, the tables have turned Single major championship At the PGA Written all over him Telling you But He's an each way Do I see him winning it not, not really But he's playing really good golf What's his odds?
1: About 60 something Oh guess. I think
0: I saw them this morning I think he's I think he's 50, 60 you what I look right now He's 80 to 1 80? 80, 80, 80 to 1 That's a pretty good Oh there's value in that pretty good numbers for, for somebody that's playing some decent golf Yeah I'm looking at the odds now Rams fifteen to two. There's all the
1: Ram and uh Scott So run us through the, the, the main contenders just now as Ram it stands. Bear in Ram mind, Sheffler. ladies and gents, these odds are subject to change yeah. and always gamble responsibly, etc. Ram and Sheffler fifteen to two,
0: Rory ten to one, Kepka is you know, technically third favourite, eighteen to one. So you've got the two third favourites are live golfers, Cam Smith's eighteen to one, Cantley at twenty, Thomas at eighteen. Still, you know, bookies are no daft. They never usually get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Fino at 22. Jordan Speeth, 25. Jason Day's is 22. Morikawa is not too bad at 28. And then, I mean, Bryson has get more opportunity to win. There you go. Bryson DeChambeau, they thinks get more opportunity to win this than Ricky. I think What's that's Bryson 16, seen? 66. So I think that's mad. Not seeing Even that. though the bookies are usually never wrong yes I, I, I wonder if our odds are trying to encourage people to put money in
1: Ricky because it's worked for me just <laughs> <email them. laughs> yeah, they're just typing it up they're going let's see yeah. how many mugs we can yeah. snare. Yeah. oh there's one <laughs> <laughs> right loads more to come from us on this week's episode of the Bunkered podcast do not go anywhere
0: all golfers can agree hitting it far feels great but does it feel great A first in forging has created irons that have never felt better. Paradigm was precisely constructed with the first ever AI design forged 455 face cup and an all new speed frame to enhance speed and feel, earning 15 out of 15 stars from the Golf Digest hot list.
1: This is the new Paradigm in performance from Callaway. Welcome back. Part two of this week's Bunkered podcast in association with Callaway, Michael and Bryce here discussing the USPGA. Before we get back, To preview in the second men's major of the year You might have heard me mention earlier in the show We put the latest edition of Bunkered to print last week Issue 202, Bryce Mm -hmm. Hitting subscribers' doormats later this week Hitting newsstands around about the same time So Friday-ish Let's say, Bryce, that there is somebody listening to this podcast right now They're in their car They're driving along And they've got to go to Asda, Waitrose, whatever it might be They're just thinking, yeah, you know, I quite fancy picking up a magazine, something to read. Why should they pick up this edition? Give them a couple of highlights as to what they can expect.
0: Well, two things. We've got a pretty cool feature on how to play your best golf this summer. I think it's 12, 13 pages full of hints and tips and how to change things in your game, how to think better. Why you should get fitted, little bits and bobs from loads and loads of tour players, which is exclusive to us, lots of tuition, even things about what to eat and drink during the round and when to eat and drink during Mm. the round, Michael, that's important. Very important. And then we have a world exclusive interview with the champion golfer of the year. Mister. The
1: champion golfer of Of the the year year. and the winner of the gold
0: medal. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, him. Cameron Smith, uh, which is part of our US Open preview. Uh, Oh, we're talking about PGA in the (laughs) podcast. There's a US Open coming up Mm -hmm. soon. By the time I hit doormats, it's worth reading. So, fantastic. I'll be honest, it's our best ever issue. Go and buy it. And even better, subscribe.
1: Even better, subscribe. Go to www.bunkered.co.uk forward slash sub offer to take advantage of our latest special deal. Right. Before we move on, Bryce, a little quiz for you. Okay. It's a USPGA-themed quiz, and I'm conscious that during the break, I stepped out very briefly for a comfort break, and I've left my laptop open. You haven't looked, have you? No, I haven't, no. I wish I had, though. Promise?
0: Yes, I promise. Okay. I have seven questions for you. I'm going is, of course it is. I'm gonna get every single one of these wrong.
1: But that's fine. See if you do, that demonstrates my point that the PGA maybe shouldn't be a major. Yeah. Hmm. Question number one. Justin Thomas won the twenty twenty two US PGA. But who was runner up? Oh. Per-
0: Pereira? Is it
1: Mito Pereira? Mito Pereira. <laughs> wrong. He was leading until the 72nd hole, blew it, and didn't even make the playoff. If that helps you.
0: Oh, no. This
1: is terrible. If it helps, I'd forgotten until I looked it up. It was, um,
0: oh, Caddy, Shaq, whatever his name is.
1: The one that looks like the caddy from Happy Gilmore, is ha- that where yeah, you're Yeah, that's him.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, oh you're joking. Can't remember oh, his name. Yeah.
1: You're buckling under the pressure. Give me the initials. W-Z. Will Zalatoris. There you go. Got there. Yeah, it was that. That was the easiest Thank one. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the easiest one? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that's quiz. So, on <laughs> to quiz part number two. two. Oak Hill hosts the PGA for the fourth time this year, this week indeed. But in which year did it stage the Ryder Cup? 2006. Wrong. Four? Wrong. That was you're getting confused with Oakland Hills. Oh no.
0: Oh no. Hold on. It was a long time ago, wasn't it? Define long time. Like thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that Bernard Gallagher? Mm-hmm. Yep. That would have been nineteen. Right. Hold on.
1: Oh, the pencil's coming out. Unfortunately listeners, you can't see this But I can just about see the rabbits That <laughs> controlling 1990 the f- 1995 Spot on Yes You got it wrong, but you got it right eventually Yeah, of course I did Number three The PGA used to be a match play championship
0: uh, When did it change to become a stroke play championship? Yes, that is the question In which year?
1: 1953 Oh, so close 58 <sighs> Number four Which two players, and there's a point for each, share the record for the most US PGA victories?
0: Sean McKeel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, that's a a good question. Most PGA victories. I think Nicholas only won about three, didn't he? Is that right? Don't
1: win that many. So I'll give you a clue if you want. They've each won it five times.
0: Tiger. Bollocks Each one at five times Yeah I'm afraid I'm going to have to rush you oh, I, Honestly that's I can't believe I can't get that Pick two names and just throw them Jack Necklace Correct Is that another player that's won Five major
1: I'll give you a clue if you want Tom Watson Nope Do you want a clue? Yeah Prior to Jack Oh, was from the era before him or an era. Oh, I know. James Braid, (laughs) (laughs) correct? (laughs) Wrong.
0: Uh, Jane Saracen, or something like that. I don't know. Walter Hagen, Walter Hagen,
1: Walter Hagen. Of course, that's a very good question. It's a great question, isn't it? Now, this one's even better. Number five only one golfer. From continental Europe Has ever won the PGA Who So we're not talking about Great Britain Or Ireland Continental, continental Europe. Europe Honestly I think this might be My favourite question Is it not a Frenchman? I don't think a Frenchman's ever won a major Do you want a clue? hmm This century That is That's
0: brutal Oh it's got to be That is a trick question
1: It's not I promise you it's not a trick question. This century.
0: I'm trying to go back in PGA's, but I can't. Do you know <laughs> why? Because I don't know. It's terrible, isn't it? I've no
1: idea. The winner in 2010, Martin Keimer. He <sighs> wouldn't even... That's terrible, isn't it? Sorry, Martin. <laughs> Number six, almost done. The, the suffering is almost over. <laughs> Two of Tiger Woods' four PGA wins came at the same venue. Name it Valhalla. It was Medina. 1999, the famous chase with Sergio, and then again in 2006. See, I don't even remember that 2006. I don't remember 2006. Medina. Do not, not remember clue. that. You sure a clue.
0: people were playing? They didn't just give him it. <laughs> I can't think of anything that happened in the Medina two thousand and six in August. Absolutely not nothing. A
1: not a thing. Glory's last shot, I think it was at that point, was it? Or was, was it? it This is Major? I can't remember. This is major. Final question. Oh god, was I thought that was a final question? No. No. Final question. Jack Nicholas oh. holds the record for the most shots hit in PGA history. How many? The most shot A for Christ. <laughs> and I'll give you it to the nearest 100 Do want, I'll give you a clue if it helps. Yeah. He played in thirty nine, PGAs
0: I'm doing some maths, but I can't
1: do maths. I don't. I use my phone because I can't do. Yeah, my yeah, yeah, that's use fine. My phone. You don't know I'm giggling. That
0: Jack Nicholas total <laughs> shots <laughs> PGA. <laughs> right.
1: So thirty nine appearances. I think thirty nine appearances in the PGA. I'll go with eleven thousand two hundred. It's an absolutely brilliant shout, but it's wrong. Because remember, your average, I know what you've done, but your average would be out because as he got older, he missed missed a bunch of cuts. The answer is 9,135. Yeah, that's a lot of shots. That's a lot of shots. So there you go. I'm not even going to give you your score out of seven. But to be honest, I'm glad because that's kind of proven my point about the PGA. Yeah. I had forgotten about Zalatoris until I looked it up. I, I was the same as you, I thought it was Pereira.
0: But, yeah. uh, well, it does point out the fact that we forgot there was a playoff
1: Well, there's also that <laughs> <laughs> Such a forgettable tournament last year You know what? All I want this year is a memorable PGA yeah. I want some drama, I want some excitement And I want a good leaderboard Is that too much to ask? Quite possibly hmm. Right, let's move on DP World Tour latest Henrik Stenson resigned his membership last week, Bryce following Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia, and Richard Bland. <laughs> Poor Richard. Poor Richard. Sorry, Richard. Dickie Bland. So, more expected to follow suit. They may already have, and it's just not been disclosed yet, but this is all because of the latest batch of sanctions that the DP World Tours announced. Players facing fines into the high six figures for playing in live and Asian tour events without having acquired the appropriate release suspensions, which we'll come to in a second as well, because that's very significant. Bottom line though, Bryce, high-profile names giving up their DP World Tour membership. As I said, potentially more to follow, likely more to follow. How can any of this be good for the DP World Tour? of
0: of, Of course it can't be good. It's a disaster. Huge star a names. self-made disaster?
1: Yeah, huge, huge
0: star names walking away. And they, they, they should really have come to some resolution so that this didn't happen and these guys had a place to play. This is, it's, you know, we've talked about this before, but this is genuinely very worrying for the Tour, for its future. I looked at that Tour leaderboard at the weekend and there were six names on the leaderboard and I didn't know who four of them were. Really? No, I watch golf most weeks, yeah. and I didn't know who four of them were. Now, I'm not out week to week reporting, so when you work for a press association and so on, and you do that for you know maybe you work for a daily newspaper and you're covering it every day, and you're at that event, which is rare these days, you'll probably know who those players you're are. You're
1: talking about a handful though, and the tour yeah. can't survive with a handful of people yeah. knowing about it. That
0: that's that's no good. Mm-hmm. Now we we do know a lot about you know you would say lesser rung players that are that are. Um, pushing through and uh, you know get great personalities hit the ball a mile and there's great stories there in the background i'd never heard of these guys i can't i just i'm not belittling them at all they've taken a no, chance yeah, and exactly good, good for them. them absolutely brilliant but,
1: but these events need star quality they,
0: they, there's there's a massive gap in entertainment for the pe for the european tour whatever you want to call it and they are not delivering right now it's quite worrying
1: the tour will spin it and say that actions have consequences and they have to protect themselves and protect their own interests and the only way they can do that is to punish players who break the rules it was there in the rules you can't just go and play in an event without having a release that is in black and white so if they don't punish them then the rank and file membership will be unhappy and where does it then end how far do players push the boundaries of breaking rules which rule is it okay to break and which one is it not they had to do something it makes me wonder, though, have they got the level of sanctions wrong? Yeah, it's it's, it's a tricky balance act, this you, one, isn't it? You do
0: have rules, you have to follow your rules, but eventually, you're, if the rules are killing your tour, you are going to have to you are going to have to hold your hands up and change. This is where they need support from their strategic partner. I would suggest it's send not just some that. players this way. It's not just that they need support from their players; that the tour is run effectively by the players. So, uh, to me, it's it's like boardroom chat that's running this tour at the moment. And they've not got enough influential people in that room making decisions and being involved in the back end. The U- DP World Tour has lost a huge chunk of its beating heart, basically. You know, 20 years ago, you get, like, like Goosen, VJ mm-hmm. you know, there was, you know... you walked the Warriors, down the range
1: know. of Loch Lomond, my God, yeah. star names everywhere. Big
0: star names, and there were players from the PGA Tour coming over. Mm-hmm. It just had something...
1: And they were supplementing it But now if they come over They're going to be the whole thing
0: Yeah And they all died The the move into the Middle East Was meant to be for the future And was meant to be great But You just do wonder What's going to happen In the next few years When that money over there Is not seeing Much of a kickback Mm -hmm. Because these these tour These these events are going to need Some PGA Tour players in them To make it worthwhile For sponsors Because what's happening over here Is quite scary it genuinely is it's a worrying time because this is our tour and it's not what it used to be. And the future does not look
1: that great. Couldn't have said it better. The other the other problem is if we're thinking this, what are sponsors thinking? You know, we, we're not invested in the DP world tour success. They are. They're ponying up. And it was reported in the Guardian over the weekend that Porsche are considering, reported to be considering, giving up their support of the European Open. That's an event they've sponsored since 2015. The rumour mill is that they're not happy that these sanctions that the DP World Tour have put in place mean that Paul Casey, now aligned to live, and a Porsche ambassador cannot play in that event. On top of that, Martin Keimer, live aligned, one of Germany's most high-profile sportsmen, their most high-profile golfer, is banned from playing in that event. Straight away, Porsche have lost two of the big names that they would expect to play. Never mind, oh, it's nice that they've come over, or, okay, we're going to have to stump up however much of an appearance fee. Those guys would have been in that field, but they're not because of the DP World Tour's sanctions against them. Not too hard to see why Porsche is going, wait a minute, what are we really getting out of this deal? Could they be the first domino? And if it's if they do it, how many more could follow? How many well,
0: more are thinking about this? True. But you know, sponsorships don't last forever. But there were, you know, on the tour, there were long-running sponsorships that have come to an end. You know, Barclays Scottish mm-hmm. Open eventually came to an end. Volvo, you know, were a huge, big, massive supporter for the tour eventually came to
1: an end thing is, for me, they were always replaced by sponsors of equal calibre. Yeah, but you never Who's know going to replace these. Well, you never know. They,
0: they might, they might replace them of something with equal calibre. But the problem is, is that the tour, they have to justify what they are doing. They need a value proposition. Yes, they need to justify what they are doing to their sponsors and their membership. Clearly, if if we're led to believe what's true, and by the way, it could not be true. It, this Porsche thing might just be something that they've said, actually, we're just going to move away from golf sponsorship for mm-hmm. just now we'll maybe be back in a year. You know, you never know. So we are speculating to a certain degree, but a sponsor wants value. They want their money back. They want to know that Return what they're investment. doing yeah, is, is a wise move. Uh, they've got people to justify where they're giving away millions. Mm-hmm. And... The one thing about the DP World it now is everything's a PR disaster.
1: Well, that leads us to the next point. Stephen Gallagher last week reinstated as a DP World Tour card holder. Having missed six months pretty much of the season, he was told that his entry or his exemption rather for this season via the career money list, he wasn't eligible for it. And <laughs> last week, I'm 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 laughing, but honestly I'm it's not it's not funny. The DP World Tour owned up last week to having made an administrative blunder, a genuine administrative blunder. Got it wrong. Sorry, Stevie, you should have been a card holder all this time. You're back in, reinstated with immediate effect, and they've given him um, an exemption into next year as well. How? How do these mistakes happen? They don't. They don't. Well, and all w- of a sudden. Do we not think we know how that happened? Do we want to see how mm. that happened? Do we want right, to okay, speculate so you, on that? You forced uh, my hand a little bit. I have a theory. And that is that there's two things. One, it could be exactly as reported. Or two, three people above Stevie on the career money list resigned their membership of the tour last week. Prior to Stenson's, you had Westwood, Poulter and Garcia all gone. Stevie was 42nd on the career money list at that point. If those three come out and are removed, and they've not gone from the the career money list page on the, the tour's website yet, But if in the background, where it's more meaningful, they've gone, Stevie would move inside the top 40 on the list. He'd be 39th. I don't know enough about the exemption criteria. We're putting the mag to print. I've not had a chance to look into it yet. But let's say that's the top 40 that are eligible. If Stevie profits from those guys dropping out of the picture because they've resigned their memberships, maybe that's the way back in. That's one theory. Could be completely and utterly wrong it may well be an admin blunder. Either way, to your original point, it's not a good look and it's another PR gaff for the tour. At a time, it doesn't need it. Yeah, it's
0: it's pretty shocking because Stevie will have been forced to play in places that he doesn't want to play. And I suspect behind the scenes, they'll, they, they should definitely cover his costs. I mean, Stevie's very well off, but he shouldn't have to pay for those costs when it's not really his fault. I think that's pure he should be able to make decisions at this point in his career that he has earned the right to play where he wants to play and that's not been the case for months. Uh, it is baffling how they've how that has happened. There must be a very simple a- I, I actually hope there's a very simple answer to it but you'll never know. No.
1: But yeah, very poor. On the subject of sponsors, it's not just the DP World Tour that's facing this problem. It's the same on the PGA Tour reported again at the weekend that AT&T are considering walking away from the Byron Nelson, which it sponsored for a long time. RBC, its chief of marketing, made some comments about its future support of the Canadian Open. Honda has already said that it's not going to be renewing the Honda Classic. What do all these three events have in common? They're all a tour within a tour. Not elevated. Yeah.
0: So this could be the, the hens coming home to roost. You know, and if players were, have always... If they're saying in the background they want to play less golf, they might get their wish. But it will come at a cost. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's not... in There won't be as much money to play for as there is now. So... I, but I'd assume they will have... If they were going to do this sort of tour within a tour, I would assume they will have spoken to all their major stakeholders and their investors and say, here's what we're thinking. What do you think? But it appears that that is not the case. So... You see, when you think about it, what a shit show this all is, isn't it? Spot on. What a mess! And you look sponsors
1: back, leaving the game. We should be talking about sponsors coming into in. the what, game.
0: What a place golf was in before oh. COVID, and, and then COVID happened, in, you know, with respect to what happened at COVID, you know, the game grew. Mm-hmm. The game all across the world grew. What a shit show this is. Tours are one tour looks like it's on its knees. One tour's making players uber rich and the tour that was meant to be the big daddy of it all looks as though it's having some major problems it's lost some of its star names isn't making as much in terms of good pr for itself and some of its sponsors are thinking of walking away you can't honestly grasp
1: that it's incredible certainly is well look let's before we move on to the pod of merit one glimmer of light if you will jason day winning The Byron Nelson at the weekend More than five years since his most recent win Over 1,500 days since his most recent win Clock went up for the good guys, right? Yes
0: I didn't realise last night That his vertigo kicks in When he's under pressure There's obviously something that happens I I know a lot of people say That's typical Jason Day He's always ill and stuff But that's that's a real thing It's a real thing It's a real thing It's a genuine problem the guy has
1: Triggered by stressful situations Uh
0: That's frightening And I feel for him but he's just—he's, you know, what Jason Day's done in the last few years. He's hung around a little bit like Ricky. Well, he's hung around a bit better than Ricky. But he—he—he's he, he's obviously the guy's a former world number one. He's—he had a spell where he was exceptional. Admittedly, that spell was a long time ago. But it just goes to show how bloody hard golf is when a guy like Jason Day, his talent, his background, his history, everything he's done, the fear he's—you know—struck into his opponents for a while. He yeah, didn't win for years. You know. And there's a few things in the background that have, have gone on. But yeah, I mean amazing to see him back. I think he's a quality player. Watched some of it last night. You know, you get a, you got a major benefit from the chip in, mm. which I think, you know, you had a bad shot there, got the chip in. That was a bit of a two shot swing. Momentum bounce. Yeah, massive. Yeah.
1: Uh, he's a quality player. And to be honest, seems like a genuine nice guy. 100%, chuffed to bits for him, I, I agree with you, I think he seems very genuine, very humble, very down to earth, we've both watched the the video on YouTube in his house where he invites the guys in to sort of do a crib style thing, just comes across as a, an absolutely top bloke, my god the issues he's had to face, on top of the vertigo, obviously losing his mum last year, he's had severe back issues, he had to rebuild his swing with Chris Como. by the way, Thumbs up there for Chris Como, a guy that worked briefly with Tiger Woods, and you would think from the fact that they didn't have any results, Well, Chris Como's a rubbish coach, bullshit. Obviously a fantastic coach, so I'm glad for him too. I would absolutely love it if Jason Day goes on and rediscovers something close to his best, if not his actual best. So, good on him. Right, podder of merit, Bryce, to move on from the at t Byron Nelson. That was the event last week, and you picked Tom Kim in the Battle of the Kims. You picked Tom Kim, finished in a tie for 34th. His underwhelming year continues. I'll tell you what, he
0: actually did very, very well. He was missing a cut at one point. He yeah, he rallied. He's staring yeah, I'll a give in the that. face. And
1: he did very well, and you were obviously quite lucky. So but Was I? Yeah, so I picked Sibu Kim, who finished in a tie for 2nd. Yeah. Very nearly won the thing. That makes it as it stands, Bryce for Michael 8. This week, <laughs> it's pretty obvious, it's the USPGA. A reminder, I can now win the latest season of Podder of Merit and make it 5-1 overall with a winning pick this week. It's my honour and I am going for, we just spoke about him, Jason Day. Oh, what a surprise. He's my man. Former PGA champion, good records. In the PGA, we're feeling all the good vibes. As long as his vertical doesn't affect him too badly, then I fully expect him to contend this week. He's obviously shown some recent form in the majors as well. He showed up well at the Masters until he had a bit of a horror show. Was it? And I forget which round it was because there were so many delays, but he had one horror hole that basically blew him out of the tournament. But yeah, I'm, I'm liking where Jason's at right now, so he's my man.
0: I am going to pick a live golfer. I'm going to pick this issue's cover star.
1: No way. I'm going to pick Cam Smith. Okay. Explain why.
0: Because you'll see in your interview, I want people to <laughs> go buy the magazine <laughs> and find out what he said. Michael,
1: you should know this. You smoked him.
0: But yeah, you know, he was pretty good at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Should have won, potentially. Potentially. So yeah, I'm going to go with Cam
1: Smith. And I think he'll have a lot to prove. And I like golfers with a point to prove. So Cam Smith has played in seven PGA's and hasn't had a single top 10. His best finish was last year a tie for 13th. So he's trending. But apart from that, cut he, 78th, 64th, 43rd, 59th.
0: He's also, well, he's not the reigning. One the players, they opened last year. Mm-hmm. Should have won the Masters probably. The guy can play. And I have to pick somebody a bit left field. So he is a little bit. Yeah, I didn't, a, I didn't see you going there at all It's a wee bit of a left field pick But I'm not I don't know what Brooks Koepka's going to do That's the thing And I don't really know what Cam Smith's going to do But I would prefer to support Cam Smith this week If you know what I mean
1: All oh, right, so you're putting loyalties in your Yeah This is your heart talking, not your head
0: It is Maybe that's thinking.
1: maybe that's why he's 8-4 four and 4-1 four, Yeah, to be fair I've <laughs> no idea how you're doing this But anyway
0: <laughs> Could be
1: 8-6 oh, See if I put money on them My god well, it's interesting. that You don't. I know. I'm not a gambler. Yeah, never have been. Never will be. Right. So, Cam Smith versus Jason Day for the US PGA Championship. Two Aussies.
0: That's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right. We'll finish up with honesty box. You can probably tell where my head was at when I came up with this one, thinking about the PGA and just feeling a bit. Yeah. So the question to you, Bryce. You can erase any year. From the men's major championship record books Any year Which one and why And just pretend it didn't happen It never happened
0: I remember I remember watching these And I I can honestly tell you with, With really only two events out of the four of them I remember what happened So let me go through We had the Masters Mike Weir
1: Two thousand and three. <laughs> <New York. laughs>
0: now I'm also mentioning Mike because i 'cause I've I've heard Mike Weir's not a nice bloke. Oh really? Oh yeah. But, but you care to elaborate? No, I'm not gonna do that, but okay. I've uh, I've heard stories. Not okay, so fan. not a huge fan of Mike Weir. All right. But we would we, we had the Masters that year, Mike Weir. And if you remember, that Masters was cold, wet, and miserable. And there's not a single shot. Anyone listening, I guarantee there's not a single shot that they can remember of that. That, tour, that Couldn't master. tell you a shot that Mike were hit. Total misery. Just delete it from the books. <laughs> then you had the US Open at Olympia Fields. I'm trying to remember with, who won. Ratif? No. Furick? Yes. So, Ryder Cup legend Jim Furick.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That's, won, a,
0: that's a surreptitious two-footed tackle. Won that US Open. So, if you were going to go back and watch... You know, incredible US Opens. There's not a chance in hell (laughs) you're watching that US Open. I know the Open. Obviously the Open's Ben Curtis. That's a bit different. However, if you go back and watch that Open in real time, I'm not talking about highlights package here that somebody's put together. The whole whack. The whole whack. You won't see Ben Curtis hitting shots. So much so that when they got to the 18th tee, Somebody from Getty Images phoned one of the photographers, basically messaged them and said, we need somebody to get to the 18th because this guy on the team might win it and we've got no pictures of him. (laughs) I know I shouldn't say that about Getty, but (laughs) screw it, that's what happened. And they had to, so, because the guy that was, the guy that took the winning picture told me that. Is that right? And he had to run up the fairway, snap as many pictures, who get onto the 18th green and snap pictures. He hardly got enough. That's why there's not a huge amount of pictures of Ben Curtis winning the Open because nobody thought he was going to do it. Yeah. So they were all following Bjorn and whatever, and and so when you go back to watch that in real time, you're not really going to have a clue and why you're watching loads yeah. of people not win an Open effectively. Yeah, That's shit. It. Yeah. Why would you want to watch that? Crap.
1: PGA that. I think
0: an OPG winner that year. Yeah, go for it. Was it Sean McKeel? Yes. Right. Sean McKeel, the only interesting thing that happened in that entire tournament, I think happened in like the last two or three holes where he he did, he hit a great shot and spun back and he had a terrible celebration. It was the
1: worst fist bump you've ever seen. Yeah,
0: dreadful. Now, I feel bad about this because Sean McKeel's a really nice guy. Lovely bloke. He's a top bloke. And he's still plugging away. Mm-hmm. He still feels as though he's got something out there. He was working with uh, Kevin Craggs on a performance panel out in in the states a while ago. Kev said he's got a lot of desire. He's, he's obviously an amazing player, mm. but it just hasn't. His career just hasn't happened. Just that he's had he's had one win.
1: Really. That's his only I th- win. I
0: think so. I don't think he's won any other event. That's extraordinary. So check his Wikipedia just in case so, I've got that. Yeah, PGA wrong. Tour
1: wins one. Yeah. He won on the Asian tour, funnily enough, in nineteen ninety eight and on the Nike Tour in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Apart from that. And that nada. was the thing, that was the same thing with Ben Curtis. Ben had, Curtis. He did one, one top ten in a major sense, and that was when he was second yeah. at the two thousand and six PGA at Medina that we didn't remember when because. Tiger won. <laughs>
0: Maybe that's why. <laughs> yes. So, but I think he's won a couple of tour events, and then you had guys like Todd Hamilton who won the Open. He only won like three or four mm, times in yeah.
1: uh, in the Asian Tour and stuff. And these guys just disappeared. He was world top sixty at that time, though. Todd yeah, Hamilton, uh-huh. whereas Ben Curtis was what three hundred and something.
0: Yeah. And at the start of the year, Ben Curtis, at the very start, I think the first week in January that year, I think Ben Curtis's world ranking was like one thousand two hundred and forty something like that. Brutal. So. When you look back at those four, why would you ever want to watch them again? And mm-hmm. they were all first-time major winners. That's true. That's very true. And I'm not... I, I think that's a great thing that they won. And they it won was majors. their only major uh-huh. winners. And it's interesting,
1: but I don't want to watch it again. you made a very good case. You just done not that year and give all those wins to Tiger. <laughs> 19. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. On the point of Sean McKeel, he yeah. has... Obviously played every PGA since, with the exception of 2008. He has missed every cut at the PGA since 2012. One of those those guys that just shows up. Brutal, isn't it? It's really tough. You made a very good case for 2003. However, it's not the winner. Is it a big however? It's a big however. I'll decide whether this is the winner. The readers. The readers. If you can read a podcast, they're doing well. The listeners will decide. Let me take you back, Bryce, 14 years and people go, oh well, obviously you're only choosing it because Tom Watson didn't win the Open No, 2009 was the year of the major buzzkill Let's start with the Open Tom Watson, age of 59 The weirdest bounce you've ever seen on the 18th uh, term day in your that, life That was
0: the wrong club Do you think so? Yeah, it was the wrong club, his caddy didn't know and he was. Uh... His
1: caddy wasn't a real caddy
0: Exactly, because he didn't know yeah.
1: He maintains it was the right club And it was a weird bounce Well, Michael, it was right wrong Well, actually, I I hit it perfect What a voice, by the way He should present, like, the shipping forecast or something The shipping forecast? Good afternoon, Radio 4 The shipping forecast with Tom Watson What's the shipping forecast? Exactly what it sounds like A lot of crap Next So, obviously, it looked like Tom Watson was going to win it It ended up being Stuart Sink Again, lovely guy no, thank, thank you, Stuart. I wish you well in all of your endeavors, but you should not have won that. Yeah, game. but and he
0: to, he told this magazine a few years ago. He's, he basically said, "Stuff it! I want
1: to be the guy to <laughs> piss everyone off," and he, and he did. did. Fair, Fair play, play. on its own. I think that's already a strong case for two thousand and nine. However, let's go back then to the Masters. Kenny Perry, beloved American golfer, never won a major. Lost out in a playoff that year. To Angel Cabrera. Yeah, that's right. Him and Chad Campbell.
0: World's was, worst playoff.
1: It was an absolutely dreadful playoff. And let's face it, Kenny Perry might as well have the seat at the dinner because not like Cabrera's ever going back. Did Cabrera not hit it in the trees on 18 and still win? Yeah. That's right, I remember that. So there's that. Then we'll jump Rice to the US Open. Phil Mickelson, one of his six runner up finishes, as I recall, it went to a Monday finish. Not because of a playoff, but because of bad weather. It was a dreadful US Open, and it was won by Lucas Glover, at the expense of Phil. So, Kenny Perry didn't get his major. David DeVal did well that David, week as well. Yeah, and Ricky Barnes, remember right, him? Yeah. So, Phil didn't get his US Open. Tom Watson didn't get... What would have been a record equaling sixth Open Championship, I think I'm right in saying, would have broken all records. A record that probably would never have been broken, ever. Not certainly in our lifetimes. People say, oh, Tiger could win at 60. Tiger's not winning anything at 60. Tiger won't be hitting balls at 60, ladies and gents. Which gives us one final major, the PGA, and it was Tiger Woods. Lost out for the first time holding a 54-hole lead to Y.E. Yang. Tiger back recovered from the injuries that had dogged him for most of the previous year remember he had that ACL injury and stress fracture on his leg after winning US Open 2008 at Torrey Pines and what happened three months after <laughs> that Bryce?
0: <laughs> Something involving a 9 iron,
1: an Escalade and a fire hydrant. Spot on 2009 was the year of the major buzzkill I'll give you I will absolutely give you Mike Weir, I might give you Jim Furick, and I might give you the PGA. Ben Curtis, it's when you throw it in amongst those other ones, it's not great. But it's a Cinderella story, if you can't have Cinderella stories in golf, what's the point? It's because of the year that it happened in. So 2009 would be the one I'd be Yeah, I
0: would of. give you that actually, because the consequences for the runner-up are pretty huge the
1: runner-ups and mine who cares that's it with the greatest of respect so the runners so the runners up that year who should have been the winners you could have had a year where it's kenny perry masters champion phil us open tom watson the open and And tiger Tiger woods Woods. yeah 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 delete that year and restart it (laughs) so i think i win yeah you do win well done before thank you before we finish up jim furick you mentioned him oh my god back once again as the vice captain of the US Ryder must, Cup team, along he, with Fred Couples and Steve Stricker, as
0: soon as he saw, as soon as he saw that on his mobile phone, ding he, ding, he must have thought, oh shit! That's Zach. Why is Zach calling me? There's
1: Tabitha sending. What, what's what,
0: the matter, Jim? Oh. Maybe he's wanting a game of golf next week or something. So, oh no 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 no! Wait a minute. Is this a Ryder Cup? <laughs> oh no oh, shit! Oh. He has got a howling Ryder Cup record. He must
1: hate it. Played in it nine times, won twice. Twelve <laughs> he's points lost. from a possible 34. He has lost seven
0: Ryder... He has walked into seven Ryder Cup team rooms and probably three <laughs> or four of them, they were absolutely pumped. Yes.
1: And he, he yeah. must
0: have thought, oh God, we need to do this in two years again. Why? Why am I involved in this? And then he gets dragged into vice-captaincy and stuff. Uh. and He's got his... He's got to have a drink in the night and choose tonight and yeah. it's the longest build up in the world and he's yeah. got to have his drink but pretend he's really looking forward to the week, put on the suit, get the wife ready for this ceremony and wave to the crowd and then get brutal for three days. A poor guy. Although it does look as though the tide are turning. And uh, I have absolutely no we're not doing a Ryder Cup preview in the next twenty seconds, but I am not looking forward to the Ryder Cup this year. That is going to be tough. It's not looking good at the moment,
1: is it? No. Certainly no. not. But yeah, Jim Furick. You know what? I'll give him props. Keep showing up. But you know what the <laughs> definition of his insanity is, Bryce? <laughs> Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Yes. So let's let's hope for our sakes that Jim Furyk's terrible Ryder Cup experience continues. Continue. Yeah, happening. that would be quite incredible. Nothing against him. Lovely bloke. Genuinely lovely bloke. But he's not Mr Ryder Cup. That is it for this week, by this time next week somebody else will be joining Jim Furyk in the Major Champion Club or maybe adding to their hall. wouldn't it be nice if it was Rory, but I've mm, not seen it. So enjoy the PGA this week, make sure you stay across Bunker.co.uk and our social media channels for all of the latest news as it happens from Oak Hill. I say from Oak Hill, we won't be there, but you know, we'll be covering it diligently, and if you want news, etc, we're the place to come. Bryce, thank you for your time as always. Oh, thank you, no problem. Thanks. Oh, had you checked out mentally? Yeah, there? to be honest, I was going <laughs> back downstairs. You're there. gone. You're gone. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Callaway for your continued support. Enjoy the golf this week. We'll see you again next week. Until then, bye bye for now.